Welcome to the CobraCast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratch, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Welcome to the Cobra Cast for the present VP. I'm the host Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan, and I got my up. Oh, no, I don't. I don't have that dog here with me today because uh, we're in a bit of a rush to get this episode out. We couldn't get that dog on the line, but uh, yeah, we got an episode we wanted to get out quickly. So we got Ross from Ross Allen from the Fourth and Long podcast and Donnie Hess from uh donnie's disposals podcast and also the coach of the des moines roosters so we wanted to get this episode out in a bit of a hurry so um yeah enjoy this episode and we'll be back next week with all the highlights from the nation's footy cup and all the interviews we got to do uh on location but until then enjoy this episode Alright, so today we've got uh, the host of Fourth and Long Podcast, uh, Ross Allen. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yes, sir. Hey, I remember, I feel like it actually might begin to like six, seven months ago, but we had a little conversation when the, where I was first getting to the goal sport of footy. So uh, it, it's a pleasure to be back on. I appreciate you guys uh, bringing me back on for another one of these convos. No, no, it's our, our pleasure. Thanks for joining us. And we've also got another guest. We've got uh, the host of his his own podcast, Donnie's Disposals, but also the coach of the Des Moines Roosters, Donnie Hess. Thanks again for joining us, mate. No problem, guys. Good to be back again. Always love talking footy. You know it. Uh, and it's so great to hear that you guys are getting back into footy as well. Uh, yeah, it's made us been great to get back into it. And uh, finally getting out there and having a kick with the mates, I think it's been been good for everyone's health over here and the, the mental health as well and i know most of our guys enjoy the couple of beers after training probably more than the kick of the park but we have been making sure we do a good session before boys get on onto the beers after uh, but how how's it uh, been going for you guys i know you donnie's been getting heavy into the uh the women's footy and enjoying that so how, what's it been like finally getting to watch some footy Oh, you want to take the reins on this one, Memphis. You've been killing it with either you, both your dimes disposals of the AFLW round breakdowns and also all of your um, American AFL fan interviews. So uh, tell us about that, man. You've been putting out tons of episodes. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I threw I threw out the idea to Ross just after just after the grand final about hey, I have this idea about going through and interviewing fans from each of the eighteen clubs. And it was just a spark thing just to do something in between the off season. I mean, with me, I've been kind of in self-imposed lockdown over here myself just because the my wife is a high risk. So I've been trying to do anything I can just to kind of keep in the, the footy mode. And it, it was just a ball. Like I, I used Facebook, I used Twitter and found several. I mean, this it's been absolutely amazing meeting people from all around the States and you hear 
such different stories of how they found footy and that's been absolutely awesome um i'm hoping crossing my fingers i just need gold coast that's the only one i haven't <laughs> finished yet i I'm, I'm hoping i may have a lead i may i may Ooh. um but we will see and then with the aflw i just thought we 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 did the men, we did the men's game when Ross topped on it around round ten last year, and I thought I, I think it's appropriate to be able to discuss the women's footy plus the fact that it gets me a chance to to, to talk a little bit of footy. Um, since Ross has been so busy, I decided I'd do a rotational co-host, and my co-hosts have been absolutely awesome. Uh, Miss Tara Silky, uh, Gil Griffith, who is absolutely amazing, Drea Casillas, our latest one with uh, Alyssa Zaijan, and then I've got uh, I've got week five this year. I've got week uh, five coming up this week. I've got a, a very special guest from Melbourne. Um, I won't say any more than that. I don't want to give away who it is yet, uh, but it's just been a lot of fun. I, the footy has been really good. Uh, the women's game has just been getting better and better and better. In fact, I just prior to recording, I just finished watching the first game of round five between Geelong and Richmond. And it was an incredible game of footy. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I won't give away who won if, if you haven't watched it yet. So um, just, it's been great. Yeah, it's great to it's been great to see the growth in the women's game and uh, some of the girls really, um, you know, starting to flourish and, and really coming to their own in the game. And uh, I know, you know, I copped a fair bit of criticism early on in its time because it probably wasn't a, a TV ready sport. Um, but I think the girls are really starting to come into their own now, and um, the games are exciting. And as that dog likes to point out. They're, they're scoring more than most of the games that were happening last year with the shortened quarters anyway. So. The, the first thing that's come up quite a few times, every time I've been somewhere where they've chucked the footy on, the first thing anybody says is, oh, man, it's better than what it was when it started because the skill level's gotten better. The people that are playing have got had time in the system to learn it, and it's a much better game. As Riffy said, I was some of the other week, like, oh, low scoring. I'm like, oh, let's just score more than half the games I watched in men's last year. He's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you, um, how hard was it? I know that you know, a few of the teams uh, that you needed to interview for your podcast would have been fairly simple to find. What clubs were hard to find supporters of? Um, unfortunately, like I said, the, the Gold Coast one has been just an absolute nightmare because the few contacts that I have had for Gold Coast, they've either uh, there was a guy out of Boston who who is he was massive on Twitter for about six months, uh, right when I first started reaching out to try to find people, and right about the time I reached out to him to see if he'd be interested, he disappeared from Twitter and have not seen him or heard <laughs> of him again. Um, I reached out to the Sacramento Suns, thinking maybe a few of them might have hopped onto the Suns because of this, the sister club over here, and used my contact that I had there and nothing and then i got a hold of a person that actually lived in the gold coast and she uh, here the person on twitter i'm not exactly it's jesse and i don't want to assume man or woman um said she had connections or the person had connections with the with the club and would get back to me and hasn't gotten back to me and then i had another i had another person who's i've contacted who yeah he's a gold coast member but um, he's really super busy, so it's, our times have never been able to to hook up. Other than that, most of them have actually the first ten or twelve. Once I, I put on our Facebook, we have a US US Footy fans um, Facebook group that I joined, and it was like in the first hour, I had at least six or seven um, people picked 
and almost a date set for them by then. And then a couple of them just, they took a little while. Like I know footy uh, AFL obsessed, Miss Miss Rosanna, I had her peg. She was more than willing to do it. It was just getting a time where we could both uh, talk. Um, so other than that, it's actually been relatively simple. And then this AFLW, I've still got two rounds I need to fill. Um, but I've got a couple, a couple of the people that have said if I needed another one, that all I'd have to do is reach out. So, but it wasn't super hard. Just Gold Coast has just been a, a major pain in the backside, especially yeah. since uh, Ablett's left. It probably made it harder because they probably lost a fair few fans back to Geelong once he left. Yeah, unfortunately. And then if I want to step in real quick, we do actually. I just want to shout out to the top three fan bases that we've had so far uh, for these um, AFL or American AFL fans. They've really taken the good hold of them over on their YouTube. And uh, one of the things I mentioned with Donnie in our recent AFL breakdown that we just put out um, a couple of days ago, um, as we're recording this, is uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little competition between see who's the best fan base. So whatever video gets the most likes and views for the team is going to be named the winner by the time um, where we're probably going to give it like once we're done with all the interviews, probably give it a month. I just want to let you know that so far, Geelong has the best fans in all of uh, the AFL. They have the most uh, views on that with Frio coming in a close second. And actually, surprisingly, the doggies are coming in third place right now. So I, I really want to shout out to them. Then also, um, Donnie, one of the best interviews you got was with, of course, Richmond's um, president, Peggy O'Neill, and that interview is taken off too. I really want to applaud you again for that because I know we <laughs> a little bumpy with those two interviews you did with her <laughs> you have you uh have you told these the the fellows uh the story with that one i i don't know if i have boys did i, did yeah. I ever t- did i tell you that no i actually oh, um so peggy so peggy reached out to me after i after i tweeted the i tweeted the club saying hey i'm looking for an american fan for this podcast yada 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 peggy reached out to me and i'm like um at first i was like um I'm not sure if this is really Peggy O'Neill. So I actually used a fellow contact that I had in Melbourne, which is one of the one of the ladies from Chicks Talking Footy. And I was like, hey, just confirming, is this actually Peggy O'Neill's Twitter? She goes, yes, it is. I go, okay, thank you. So I reach back out to Peggy and I get a, get a date set. We do the interview. And um, I thought the entire time it was recording. Well, at the end of interview, when I hit the button to, to stop the recording on the Zoom thing, it started recording. And I'm like, oh, no, you got to be kidding me. So she hung up She hung up from the Zoom meeting, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way she's going to want to do this again. So I so I, I am'd her again, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. For some weird reason, it didn't record. Is there any way we could do it again? And bless her so much she goes she goes it's not a problem she goes here here's my schedule here's my schedule will this work and i'm like yes this would be fine she goes not a problem she goes if, if anything i can even i can even answer the questions differently this time and i go at least she's got a sense of humor about it so i gotta give her that so yes the the peggy the peggy o'neill interview that it actually went live was actually the second time that i talked to her so so I'll, I'll raise my that hand was, on that stuff. I mean, I give you crap about this. Night. It's all out of love because we've all been there before. I remember, uh, luckily, I haven't missed a full interview, but in, in some other ones, like, I guess most recently, the the uh, voice of the Sharks, Randy Hahn, I 
probably went five minutes without pressing the record button. So I was kind of kicking myself in the butt for that. But I get uh, I get a DM from Donnie like at nine o'clock in my time at night or something, so trying to talk him off the cliff because he just <laughs> wants to talk about this. Uh, it was no um, really shout out to Peggy O'Neill, one of the the uh, better presidents in, in the game with one of the better clubs in the game, of course. And she really just had a tremendous story. And Donnie, that was a a little overcome a little extra adversity maybe a little unnecessary stuff but you know we it, it's a good story <laughs> you, you do you do this for long enough you're gonna make some fuck ups we um i'm not gonna name clubs but we done a full full episode a good hour and a half recording it recorded no issue uh a couple weeks later rifty's i've given rifty a schedule release he's like all right it's like can't find that club he had deleted, he went through and trying to clean up his folders and actually had deleted Jeez. a good hour and a half interview. And uh, it was it a was, shaky video anyway. It, so it, 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 it was probably a good thing because the audio we got the second we, time was we had better. some, we had some, uh, yeah, some, some lag issues and stuff mm. with you. You didn't have a great connection, so it wasn't the best quality interview. So the, the second trial was a bit better and it worked a bit smoother. So. But um, so so Ross, you're the host of the fourth and long podcast. Which sir, before you jumped into the uh, Aussie rules world, it was you know your UFCs, baseballs, um, NFL, NHL. Yep. What made you you know want to jump into reviewing all them different types of sports? Well, you know, obviously, you know, it's it's a basic story. But I've, I've been a fan of of these sports for oh, as long as I can remember. I mean, I became a a fan of the NFL back when I was probably like six or seven. My godmother got me into it. My parents weren't too into it, but godmother, godfather got me to Denver Broncos. So of course, NFL guy. And um, maybe I have an addiction. Like a, I, well, my families do have a, a history of addiction in them. So I just got addicted to sports in general. <laughs> so football was huge. I mean, I played that for 11 or 12 years. Um, you know, I used to go to a bunch of minor league baseball games um, as a kid. And so I just became a fan of that major league team, which is the Oakland Athletics, uh, which which and then I became a hockey fan of the more local team, the San Jose Sharks back in uh, California. And it's really unfortunate I'm a fan of those three teams because they all three suck right now. And, um, and, and so it, it really is heartbreaking, at least. I uh, had GWS, uh, my my first my my favorite footy club that I became a fan of last season. Of course, they choked their way out of the finals, so it was just a great old year with that one. Uh, but man, but you could have you could have uh, put your hand up to go quarterback for the Broncos last season, mate. They were that. You know, have a, I, a, I a, a receiver that. <laughs> well, oh, practice squad wide receiver who I believe had like maybe thirty passing attempts in college that was one of the worst games i've ever seen in my life and it made me sad to be a fan of football uh quite frankly uh it's a little, a little depressing uh the only problem is he probably do a lot better than me because i'm over here with a couple two uh torn shoulders i can't even huck a ball for 20 yards at this point i i imagine um but i i got done with the whole podcasting thing i i got done uh, playing football in college, I I tore a couple things, had a surgery or two, uh, um, and then uh, there's always been kind of a dream. Like in high school, we actually had this, we had our morning announcements. We did it as a live news broadcast, so it was actually really badass. I was a sports anchor, of course, because that's me. Uh, and so uh, I always had a passion for this. I figured 
eh, I think I kind of know what I'm talking about. So let me uh, put myself in front of a camera and a mic and uh, eh, have a little hobby and transition from a hobby to a business at this point. Hopefully I'll begin my uh, LLC up here in, in Idaho uh, sometime soon, make this thing a professional because it's uh, more than a hobby to me. I, I It's a real passion and uh, it uh, takes up a lot of time, but you know, it, it's really one of the things I look forward to in life besides a whole school, which hopefully I'll be done with here in a couple of months and work in real life. It, it's a, it's a break. I, I'm sure you guys know what it means to like, I just have a, have a break, you know? Yeah, that's, no, uh, it was a good, it helped us get through all of lockdown last year with, you know, not, not a lot to do. And yeah, we met. I hate a, to sound like an asshole, a, but honestly, the lockdown was really good for me because I had a lot more time to work on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is, we learned skills, uh, you know, making these videos, editing and stuff that otherwise we wouldn't, wouldn't have. Um, yeah. And we got to speak to, you know, uh, what 80, 80 plus pe new people that we've uh, met around the world, which has been uh, just a plus on top of it all. I think that might be the biggest thing uh, right there because with some of the people I've talked to, I would, well, I mean, first and foremost, I would never imagine that I would get in contact with the USAFL with Donnie um, and, and the rest of you fellas. Uh, I would never imagine I would actually be talking with people on the other side of the planet uh, about sport. Um, I never would have imagined I'd be talking to some of my favorite athletes there in the UFC. Just got done with another one um, the day of recording this. And so that was really, really damn cool. Was able to mention Randy Hahn. He's my favorite broadcaster of all time, a guy that I look up to. Got to talk to him because of this. And uh, it's really opened up a lot of opportunities, met a lot of great people. And so, uh, it's really been a blast. I, I think that's probably the best part, right? Just meeting all these different people from all these different backgrounds from literally all over the world. And so it's a, it, it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great for us as well. And, um, but so how did you get so heavily involved in the, the Aussie rules side? And I know, you know, Donnie's uh, played a big part in that because he's, yeah. you know, he probably knows more about the AFL than what we do at the moment. Um, because <laughs> Cause we couldn't get news for a week. So we don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, he's a name that now lives in infamy over there for all these footy fans, but I'm going to say it. Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that got me into the sport. I see Donnie shake it and said, we had a few words on a recent show about it because, uh, He's abandoned us is what it seems like, but he, I saw him talking about the sport. He um, brought along Mason Cox onto his show, really broke it down. And I was watching because I'm a huge fan of, of the Pat McAfee show because I think he does a fantastic job with that. And I tried to um, almost um, not, not copy, but uh, kind of get a little inspiration for some of the stuff that he does. Cause it, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, but I saw Mason Cox, saw this crazy sport. That's a mix of fast paced, high um high energy hard hitting like everything i love in sports i love the nfl it, it's a hard smash mouth game it's super physical um it, it really is a war i love hockey it's super fast paced um and there's no downtime i love baseball because it's no more so methodical but there's like a lot more details in the game that's fun to focus on and footy's kind of a mix of all three on a pitch that's four football fields um, large. You have a hundred thousand fans in, in in a lot of those uh, stadiums, and those footy fans really get into it. And so, uh, 
it, it's just this this sport that really hooked me. Um, Pat McAfee got me into it. I remember it was in summer. I'm a GWS fan because I believe I forget who they're playing, but all I remember is watching GWS play on this giant field in the sport I didn't understand with the whistle blowing every 10 seconds for who the hell knows why. <laughs> and so I got hooked into it, and I just put out one little tweet, and I said Australian football is underrated, and then this man, Donnie Hess, and the USAFL come and hit me up on Twitter trying to talk some more about it. I'm like, hey, what the hell? Let, let, let's see where this takes me. And then... A couple months later, or maybe not even a month later, I'm talking with Donnie in a video that's our most watched video. It's just broken 22,000 views, which has been super cool to see. And then a month after that, I put out a shirt and a tank top that says footies underrated. And, you know, it's just been a ride ever since. It's uh, not, I, I'll admit, I don't enjoy waking up at 2.30 in the morning to watch games. I did that for a uh, select few of the GWS games, did that for a good amount of the finals, and of course the grand final. Uh, you bet your ass I was up for that. But, you know, I, I still got the AF- watch AFL app. I'll, I'll watch it during class, during work, during times I shouldn't be watching footy. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it really is a remarkable sport. And uh, I'm still, forgive me, I'm still trying to get most of the lingo down. I believe my favorite one is still Falcon. I, I still love a good Falcon. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, some of these other Australian ones, like Fair Dinkum. Fair Dinkum's a good one. Lo- love good Specky. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think my favorite might be one of my favorites is the Wooden Spoon. Uh, so the, <laughs> that's a solid one. And man, this, this just one crazy ass sport with a bunch of stuff that goes on all the time. And now I'm trying my hand in fantasy football. So we'll see where that goes. But man, it's. I love this game, and I, I wish I got introduced to it sooner. Out of all the crazy shit that happens in our game, what's your favorite aspect of Aussie rules? It got to be the specky, man. Seeing some grown-ass man jump on another grown-ass man's shoulders, jump 10 feet in the air to grab a ball. I mean, come on, when do you ever see that? It, it's, it's stupid. It really is. Um, also gotta get the ref point for 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 for, uh, for a try the, the the little ref point is it has to be one of the best things i've ever ever seen in sports oh, so i got to pull you up there it's umpire for aussie rules it's sorry umpire. Forget, i know guys, remember yeah I, i'm going <laughs> please don't chastise me i'm trying i'm trying guys i don't, I don't want your lingo right. to cancel it's an umpire it's an umpire right and it's a the double it's guns ba- you know <laughs> baseball umpire i mean dude Remember, it's the finals, not the playoffs. Yeah, no, I said finals. I made sure to say finals. I said I made the mistake of saying playoffs once. Never again, because YouTube comments are ruthless. (laughs) See, a lot lot of people used to refer to the umpires as white maggots. Um, Yeah, because they they, the the white suits, right? Yeah, they used to wear the white suits, and everyone hates. I miss the hats. Maggots and hats. Yeah, the hats were the hats were good, but yeah. I think a, a lot of the old school people are pretty annoyed that they they can't call them white maggots anymore because they're not wearing white. They're wearing bright green or pink or orange or whatever it is. Can we call them a fluorescent the maggot? Or is that just... <laughs> yeah, it, just it doesn't roll doesn't, off the tongue as well, does quite, it? Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Um, and one of the interesting things, too, I, I took me a, like three or four rounds to notice, but using a different colored ball for a day or night game, that was a interesting concept to me just because I've never seen that before. Yeah, you, uh, you ever grab a red Sharon and try and kick it under lights? You're fucked. <laughs> you're, not, 
it's yeah, it's not a good thing. That if, I, 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 if I remember that. correctly too, it's a little bit easier to see on TV too as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, it makes it a bit easier to see. It's it's not the easiest thing to see on TV at the best of times, but yeah, under lights, the bright yellow ball makes it a bit easier, and um, yeah, it's a bit easier to see on the field when you're trying to mark it, except when you're looking straight into the lights and. It's like having four different suns in, in four different locations around the ground. It makes it a bit hard sometimes, but and they ain't nothing help you there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's yeah, it is some some of those things you sort of don't realize that are quite unique to uh, our Aussie game. That we kind of just it's you know we've grown up with it, we've watched it our whole lives, we've played it. You know, that dog's played it since he was a little kid. I didn't start playing it till I was a bit older, but those those sorts of things that like just yeah you play with a yellow ball at night a red ball during the day it's it, that's what it is and for somebody who's just coming to the game would be like oh, why are they using a different ball that's weird right. like no, uh, yeah, i mean we're in america we use a brown football all the time we yeah. use a white baseball all the time uh we'll use a black hockey puck all the time we, we don't change okay just change your eyes get get better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh heaven forbid the angel brings back the 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 ring around the the puck during tv um or during on the tv broadcast because that was horrible never do that again i guess there is a difference oh man please don't (laughs) there is a difference in footballs uh i so in high school in college there's a white stripe on both sides of the top of the football in the nfl there isn't yeah that that, that's about the only difference in any sort of ball that we play with here though (laughs) Now, are they different um, brand footballs too? Is it the um, the NCAA ones that are made by Wilson or something? They yeah, use... so the NFL is Wilson, and most colleges, just about all colleges, use Nike actually. Yeah, um, and then I think it also it, depends on the branding too, because I think some of them yeah. that are sponsored by Under Armour use Under Armour. I think it. Yeah, it's kind of like the a, same thing a... with collegiate basketball too. That their basketball that Wilson is like the NCAA will yeah. use Wilson, but like if you go to certain colleges if they're sponsored by nike they'll use a nike ball if they're sponsored yeah. by under armor they'll use under armor so and i will so say i will say donnie that i might be biased because my college we were we were a nike team we had nike uniforms uh we only wore nike uh nike cleats we had nike footballs and compared mm-hmm. to like maybe un, the under armor footballs and stuff like that nike has besides wilson because wilson's a classic i, I prefer the nike footballs they're uh their grips a little better. Of course, I was in lineman, so I never touched the football. But in the times before <laughs> practice, I threw it around with the other fat guys. Uh, we prefer Nike. <laughs> Actually, yes. speaking speaking of balls, I gotta I gotta ask the two Australians really quickly. Okay, Sharon or Burnley? Is there that big a difference in your guys? Oh, yeah. oh. It's, it's like Wilson and a ball that some bloke made in his backyard out of uh, a dead pig. <laughs> like it's. Uh, <laughs> There's no comparison. I feel sorry for the guys over in. Is it WA that yeah, play with the Bailey's? Play with the Bailey, yep. Yeah, uh, I feel sorry. Is it for like them. harder? Is it is it harder to kick? Is it just the, not the, good sh- the shape's not right. It's pointier. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh. It is closer to a gridiron ball in its shape. Um, oh, okay. So is it smaller too? Yeah, it's kind of like a yeah, kind of like a gridiron smaller. ball. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's yeah. We. They're a lot cheaper. They're probably mm. oh, no, they'd be that much cheaper. 
they've got a monopoly on fucking in the waffles and yeah, so but in in Victoria they're pretty cheap. You can pick them up for half the price of what you get a share in. And I remember years years back, um, somebody on the committee decided they'd buy a, a few of those for training, and they didn't even last half a training session before they were kicked over the off the ground and and told never to bring that rubbish back to training again. Yeah. Now, how expensive is a ball? Because I know, like, a uh, football for uh, a gridiron ball, uh, for example, is like fifty bucks a lot of the time. So it's it's not cheap. Is that kind of similar to what you guys are paying for one? It's like, uh, like a proper Sharon. So if you to buy like an authentic match, yeah, Sharon, they're about they're two hundred dollars. Oh. and for a burly, uh, for a match one, they're hundred hundred ten. So a lot more expensive than football. Well, I mean, there there's a little bit of exchange rate, but the dollar and the what did you guys use? Aussie dollar. Aussie dollar. Yeah. It's just Aussie dollar. Yeah. So I, I I feel like they're fairly competitive. If anything, the US is a little more expensive, but not that much expensive. Yeah, I, I haven't checked the exchange the rate uh, lately, yeah. but um, we sometimes get parity where we're dollar for dollar, but um, we're yeah. probably about I don't know 70, 75 to eighty cents. Um, it's it's not a big enough difference to say that uh, they're about the same price. Your guys' stuff is clearly more expensive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we can get we can get a a Wilson here for about 60, a, 60 to seventy bucks oh, our dollar. So yeah, yeah. At least why would why the would a why would the Aussie ball be or a footy ball be a little more expensive like a Sharon? Um, I think it's kangaroo. Like, it's like oh. uh, yeah, good on ball. Um, it wouldn't just be America or Australia that would have them. You know, England would have them. Places around Europe would have them on stock because the NFL is such a big game. Mm-hmm. Where Aussie rules, it's sort of Australia, and that's almost it. You know, you've got your USA. And they're, they're handmade too. They're not a. Yeah, they're it's not a. Yeah. They're not a. Um, not a massive mass-produced. Uh, you know, okay. factory that's pumping them out. Like there's okay. Sharon in Melbourne that makes Sharons, and that's it. Like they're they're. You know, they've obviously got machines that help them. Yeah. They're not stitching it up themselves. But, <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, yeah, hands-on, uh, hand, yeah, from start to finish, they're very well, That's uh, definitely more unique. Yeah. I know the, the game balls used in the NFL are all handmade. Uh, college balls, maybe a little more, but, you know, college down, it's pretty much, you know, yeah, they yeah, pump you know, them out. <laughs> they quality, uh, though. Made somewhere else. Yeah, hand, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so the both of you have come together through the podcast and stuff, and and I know Donnie's got a massive love for the Aussie game, and he, he's definitely shared that passion with you. But what, what other sports do you guys have in common that you just find yourself talking shit about for ages? And NHL, NHL, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good one. And what's good about that, Donnie? Both our teams suck, so uh, we're kind of in the same boat there with the with the Sabres and the Sharks, man. Uh, unfortunately, it, it, my team has sucked a little bit longer than yours, David. Yeah. Well, it's, it's only because they have met team. They've been a team longer. It's <laughs> only reason. Oh boy, just <laughs> uh, it, it's it's one of those. It, it tests it tests your patience sometimes, especially when when you're watching games and you're like, we're like, well, there's a seventy five percent chance my team is not going to win today. So that's always fun, but it, it's it's the passion in it. it. It's, it's a lot like with me, I'm kind of a fan for all 
no matter whether they're winning or losing. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I am. So um, I don't know. It, it's, we, we chat, we chat NFL occasionally. I know the Super Bowl. he, he, he got part of my rant about the refereeing being absolutely shithouse. I'll, I'll um, it wasn't just your coffee. rant. It was the American <laughs> rant, uh, unless you're a Bucks oh, fan. God. It was bad. It was really oh, bad. Ref- and the, the, Don, you didn't like the halftime show either. I thought it was I, at least better. Than, it was better than the grand finals halftime show. I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't a huge. Uh, uh, but I also thought that that I, was I kind of a shared opinion. The Australian AFL grand final of the time ever. Well, yeah. I, I think I think I I think I, I I agree with a lot of a lot what a lot of Australians kind of said about it was is that we don't we don't want to be America we don't want to have this um, pageantry the, the the entertainment factor of it you just you want the grand final that's it mm-hmm. and I've said numerous times I said for me the Super Bowl I said it, it's it's kind of outgrown its own britches like I think it's more it's so much more about. The pageantry, the ads, the hop show, yeah. The ads haven't been good. The commercials used to be funny. I can't remember. I think they've sucked for like the last five years now. Just to be honest, yeah. I I watched this year primarily more just to see how dumb the ads are. It it, just to laugh. I mean, it's it's almost comical. But I couldn't even laugh at the fact they were bad, man. They were just bad in all the wrong ways. But but when the halftime show eclipses the entire first half total time played. That's when I'm like, okay, I, no, <laughs> I'm <Nah>. done. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm uh, like, give me 15 minutes. Let the coaches make adjustments and get get them back on the field. Let's get this game over in three hours, not five hours. Yeah, I think uh, in Australia they've tried their best to try and you know, Americanize our halftime show. But the one thing that they don't realize is the MCG is not suited for that type of thing. To to set up a a, a you know a temporary stage in the middle of the MCG, and and tell a band to play some songs and make it look as good as what it does for the American game. It's just never going to happen. It's not, you know, when a when a band comes to play the MCG, half the stadium's the stage because mm-hmm. you know you need all that to to get the acoustics right. You need a massive setup to have the sound even halfway decent. And halftime of the grand final majority of the crowd are either going to get beer going for a food going for a piss lining up for 20 minutes for that piss going out for a smoke like yeah then people aren't sitting in their seats going oh here comes bloody meatloaf again or whoever they want if, to get in. if you're watching the grand final in australia and at halftime you're not kicking the footy with your mates <laughs> uh, you're doing something wrong because that's what halftime is for us it's we kick the footy with each other. We go out in the street, kick the footy, or out, wherever. Out That's... In the street, in the street, hey. Or in you, the backyard. Have you not seen my back fence after 2019? Yeah, well, <laughs> it has got. I almost need a new fence. It's got that many bloody dings in it from you blokes not knowing how to mark a football. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I, I will that's... say that. Um, I personally, I really just don't care about 90% of any halftime show. My friends don't, uh, because most of my friends are all really into football. Uh, when I used to be like when me and my buddies used to be all together, you know, before we went out for um, college or university, um, we that's what we would do at halftime. Halftime was for a little streak football game where we'd try our best not to get cut up by actually tackling each other onto the onto the pavement, um, not to mess up the jerseys we're wearing or 
no, you always had to take off the jersey because it was going to get messed up. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, burn off the, some of the calories we had from the food we had uh, from, from the food we were eating. Um, I honestly can't remember the last time I, I, I really gave two shits about a halftime show. I understand there's a there's a subsection of fans, uh, but for most for the most part, the people that actually watch football or are there for the game, they they don't give a shit about halftime. It's the people that watch the NFL for everything else besides the football that that care about it. And um, yeah, I well, understand millions of people around the world that watch the Super Bowl and that's it. And yeah. it's like you said, it's for all the pageantry and all that crap that goes along with it. But other people want to see a lot of money game. involved in it, man. There's a lot well, of money involved in the Super Bowl. And it's not just about the game to the, to the, to the league. It's about making money. You're going to make money by, Bring in fans of of the weekend uh, just to watch the game and a little bit of the halftime show, it, or you saw people that watch it just for the commercial, which I think is just so wrong. Uh, <laughs> but you also, also got uh, to look at it too: is is that it, it is being broadcast in a lot of countries that NFL is not a super super popular sport. Yeah. So for them, it's just it's just not the same. Like it's hold on, hold on. it's a pageantry thing. It's a glitzy. It's a glamour thing. It's yeah. not. You're it's telling me it's football. not the it's not the biggest sport in the world, and um, <laughs> you know when they become world champions, they're not. Oh God! Well, that's an, I, that's a hill <laughs> I personally will die on. We say world champions because the best athletes come to the American sports for for the football, for baseball, for the NHL. They all come to America, so I'm okay with them saying world champions. Awesome. And I know it's not the most popular sport, but also a. Uh, you know, there's American in me. I don't give a shit. Damn it, it's my sport. <laughs> I'm, Ross, I, Ross, I'm an American, and even I, even I know that's total BS, there, dude. Hey, Seriously. I'm not talking it's, out my ass. Like, what are you talking about, Donnie? Well, well, I, I say it like I say it like this: is that you can't call yourself a world championship in the Major League Baseball when Japan, Taiwan, South Korea all have professional baseball leagues. So you can't call yourself a world champion. I, I understand that yeah. there's more money here. I, I completely understand <laughs> that, but. That's that's well, like if that's you win if you win a an Olympic medal, you win you you know you're a world champion. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're not competing in an international sport, you're playing a sport that is national to your country. You haven't mm-hmm. beat anyone else in the world. You've only beat other Americans. That oh, that's, that's why I love the WBL man or or the the WBC, the World Baseball Classic. Oh, uh, that stuff is so much fun to watch. I know you're a fan. You guys, you have to be a fan of that, Donnie. Uh, it's a shame they didn't have it, but uh, I can't wait till the next one. It's always good fun, always good fun, especially when America it's, wins. Go U.S. It's always it's always entertaining, but it actually kind of exposed the U.S. as not being as much into baseball as it used to, because considering the first two or three years they couldn't even get to the final. But yeah, let's, let's mean, not open that can of worms. Puerto Rico, like, man, Puerto Rico is something else. Well, it's it's you, you have the Latin you have the Latin Latin American infusion in in Major League Baseball. That's why I kind of find it absolutely fascinating. So. Well, recently, I mean, let's talk about the recent guy that just got paid for Nando Tatis, man. That dude is a freak. He's not American. <laughs> well, some of the some of the best uh, players going around in the in the baseball, especially uh, aren't of um, North American background. They, you know, yeah, come mm-hmm. from all around. And like you said, there's some pretty amazing baseball getting played over in Japan and places like that with. Uh, the sport just becoming, you know, Japan is uh, once they take on to something, they they go all, all out for it. And I know, you know, basketball, baseball's 
huge over there. Soccer, even um, football. Uh, gridiron is, is football is getting into there, and so is uh, mm-hmm. I believe in China as well. Actually, some parts, but rugby's pretty big in Japan. When I was in Japan, it was it was rugby. Um, what was the sport? I wish I was there a little longer because rugby team wanted me to join. Uh, and then the last rugby fo- World Cup, Japan ended up knocking off a couple of teams, and that that, that it shocked a lot of people. That was so cool. Um, but yeah, they're huge in the rugby. Of course, they're a big uh, pro wrestling country uh, for their sport. But also, when I was talking to people over there, this was about far. Shoot, it was already four years ago. But uh, they were getting into like American football and stuff like that. So that's it's cool that the NFL sorry the NFL starting to grow a little more worldwide. It's taking some time, but I think it's cool business. It, it's my sport. My sport is uh, American football. So to me, it, it's cool to see it grow. As I'm sure for you guys, it's cool to see. Um, Australian, fo- sorry, football. It's not Australian football. It's just football. Um, grow internationally, especially take place here in the in, in the U.S. You know, places like Ireland and throughout Europe and the, even parts of Asia. So it, it's all cool seeing the sports we love grow. Yeah, like we didn't like I, I knew the uh, you know, Aussie rules were getting played around the world, but I didn't realize how big it was and how many countries was getting played. In. And as we've started doing as we're doing this podcast, it was like ah. Oh, they got to, they play footy there. Oh, they play footy there. Then all of a sudden, you know, they're playing footy in Colombia and Chile. You're like, what? Since when? How? And then, cause I always, I always knew it was played in America, but I didn't realize that it was a, you know, was it 48 teams now in America? I didn't realize how big it was becoming. And it's, I think with the, um, the lockdown and the shutdown of all the sports at the start of the year, definitely helped AFL grow into a country like America because there was nothing else on. And I'm sure you blokes are like us. You know, it is, it, the only thing that was on TV was um, fucking, I don't know, Cornhole or whatever the hell you call that game across there would probably be sitting <laughs> down to watch it because it's the only sport that's on TV. Oh, my God. I, 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 the day I, um, I probably hit rock bottom was the day I turned on ESPN and watched 10 minutes of just Cornhole. I, uh, it was, I was in a bad place, man. There was no sports. <laughs> well, thank God. That's why I love MMA. Uh, actually, one of the, the most rapidly growing sports across the world is uh, mixed martial arts. So shout out to the UFC. They were down for maybe a month, and then Dana White got everything back to back to normal uh, or back going up for them. So that was really cool to see. But besides that, I mean, I was watching Cornhole. I was watching ESPN, the Ocho with marble races. Uh, and and um, it it was a little point in my life. I hate to admit it, but oh man, I was so deprived for anything. I rewatched the Broncos 2015-2016 Super Bowl 50 season five times that summer, or uh, five times of those months leading to summer. And uh, I'm not proud of myself. What can I say? <laughs> so you weren't you weren't uh, playing cornhole back in uh, frat in college, or just oh, the game you're into. I am not a frat guy. Uh, my mom calls me an old ass man because I hate college students. It also makes it worse. I work at a apartment with college students. So I have to deal with their shit every single day. I swear I don't get paid enough to deal with these assholes, but uh, <laughs> oh no, I, I, I got my cornhole in um, during, during tailgating uh, for football games and stuff like that. And uh, that was about it. I was a little, a little rusty myself. I'm not the best cornholer, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm going to give it the good toss. <laughs> I'm more of a, actually, ladder ball. I don't know if you guys know that game, but I was actually pretty good at it. You're going to have to feel soon. I will. So, it's like, Donnie, do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yep, I've seen it before. Yep. I haven't so it's played like, it too often. It's like this rack. So I'll, it's going to be easier on video, but it's like it's, it's like, like seen vertically, so a long ways up. And there's a top tier, a middle tier, and a lower tier. And essentially you have maybe like – think of it like nunchucks. You have two kind of weighted balls on on the either end of a string. And your goal is to toss the rope and get it to loop around uh, one of the rungs, and they, like, get the most points. So I, I grew up playing that a lot as a kid. We had that game camping a lot. So uh, I was a mean ladder ball thrower. What can I say? Uh, too bad that there's no uh, scholarships for ladder ball because no one knows yeah. what, what the hell it is. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. I've, you know what? I've seen it at uh, our local Kmart. It, it came out for his mm. – is it is different to your Kmart over there? But I've uh, seen it. I've seen it. Never. Is it just, the same company? No, nah, it's just some ripoff thing that they've made these ladder ball things. But uh, gotcha. I just thought it was just some you know little camping type you know kids game. I didn't oh, realize it was an it actual uh, thing they had going. Well, I wouldn't say it's an actual thing. It's it's kind of like a there's cornhole and then maybe it's like the tier below cornhole, maybe uh where it's just. Mostly a party game, but uh, ESPN the Ocho has some great stuff on there. So uh, I, I, uh, I pride myself on the most obscure things that no one knows about. So I can call myself the best at it because there's no one there to challenge me. <laughs> what about Spikeball? Did you get onto that one? I've seen that one on ESPN recently. It was fun. Um, I'm not good enough. My hand-eye coordination sucks for that stuff uh, to, to, to be able to bounce a ball like that. <laughs> I was watching. I seen that. Meet, but uh, uh, sadly, funny, sadly, college sport. They're playing it. College is playing it. I'm just like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, yeah. college championships right. of sports. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was watching. I'm like, what the actual fuck? Right. But that's uh, that's what we love about Americans is you can have a couple guys come up with a game in a frat somewhere that now they turn into a national sport and be like, they're like, well, yep. let's play. I, I'm no good at volleyball. I can't jump high enough to get it over the net. So I'll make a round little net that we can bounce the ball in instead. We can run around like dickheads playing it. And <laughs> and next thing you know, it's uh, it's on the ESPN and it's a national sport. My, my favorite yeah, part about I, it is, is in, in 2003 when Texas Hold'em poker became internet, like almost national, it became to the point where the World Series of Poker every year was on ESPN. And it's like mm-hmm. the first I, – I watched one of the first times it was on ESPN. It was like 2003, and Chris Moneymaker won the entire – won the, 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 the main event of the, the Texas Hold'em thing. And then every year after that, there was Texas Hold'em on ESPN at least every July. And, like, people were fighting for, like, $8.2 million. And I'm like, I'm, I'm seriously watching on ESPN people playing poker. Like mm-hmm. that's how just um, obscene this country is. Sometimes we, we find a way to make things wa- watch worthy that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm watching this uh, on the sports channel. It's almost <laughs> impressive to be honest. They can take the dumbest thing and add enough pageantry to it where it's entertaining. I hated watching Holden biz. That's all my dad used to have on, uh, on, on the TV kind of late afternoon, early evening stuff. I'm like, dude, please change it. This is stupid. But you know, now they even, now they even have a pro drone racing league. They've yes. Like, a pro, like um, one of the video game, like there are a couple of video games that are, I can't remember what, which ones they were that there's actually like professional teams. Like there's like a team in Atlanta, a team in Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, that's what my college has uh, here, here at Boise state. We have a esports collegiate team. Mm-hmm. 
it's um, so so what it, what it, what are your thoughts on the esports thing like it is oh, it something you're gonna get behind or you think uh, uh, your traditional sports you, you know traditional sports man i mean i'm old school and along my thought to be honest this is a hill uh, this is an opinion of mine that i've had for a while i mean they, they they call me like there's a lot of people that call these video game players athletes i'm like no no the, you can call them talented at video games i'm not going to take away that they're really good at this game it, it's it's a cool thing to, to to do and pride yourself on if you're making money off of it i mean go ahead and do do what makes you happy and what you're good at but you're not an athlete. No, no, you're, you're not an athlete. You're not, it's, it's not a sport. Well, it, it's not esports. It's, it's professional video games. I played sports. I was an athlete. Uh, I, maybe it's because I just liked it to, to have, maybe I have a superiority complex, but I mean, I was busting my ass uh, running in, in 110 degree weather and football pads every summer of my life and hating myself. And then uh, that's how I got myself called an athlete. And then you over here, you know, sitting behind the computer, uh, uh, you know, play, doing that stuff and uh, calling yourself an athlete. Now, if you, like I say, if you do that, cool, makes you happy, makes you money. You, you do you, man. But to me, it, it's almost insulting in a way. It really is. And I, I sound like a, like a little bitch for getting offended, but you know, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm that's me. That's just I'm 100% me. I'm 100% with you. I don't understand how mm-hmm. they be, they're, they're named athletes. Right. Uh, they, I saw uh, someone named a chess player an athlete. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's draw a line somewhere, please. They're playing games. That's there's a big difference between uh, part- participating in a match against other people and playing yeah. a game on a screen. And uh, you know, me and that dog are part of a group of guys that we play a, a cobra ball. We call it. We uh, play Madden against each other. We have you know mm. ten to twelve guys get together and. Odds three-time champion one of the most right here. Days you've ever seen in your life, that one. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody's that's a bust- humble brag. There, that's a humble brag. <laughs> There's only one guy who's busting a sweat playing, and that's only because he just doesn't he, he doesn't know how to switch off when he's uh, and he's been notorious for you know smashing TVs with his hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. He pr- he probably gets just as fired up playing Madden as he does on the football field. The only, the only um, time anybody's raising a sweat at the Cobra Bowl is they're sweating bullets because they've just finished their beer and they've got to have a, they've got a break to go get one. They've got to quickly go get one to get back to the screen. <laughs> no, I, I will admit, sweat. I I personally hate sports video games because they all suck. Man, it is god awful. EA sucks. I mean, if we want to go on a tangent here. But in, in video games, especially with, with my group of, uh, of friends, we're all athletes. We all played at least one sport together. And so, like, uh, I will admit, I, I do get overly competitive about almost anything I do, especially, like, even slider ball or cornhole or video games. I will get into it. I'm not breaking TVs, though, but I will get a sweat on sometimes just because I'm really trying to focus. Also, I'm just an easy sweater, so uh, <laughs> take that as it is. But no TVs have been broken. No controllers have been smashed. But friendships have been hurt, but not uh, and not destroyed. <laughs> One of the uh, after the last Pro Bowl, we had a bloke that joined us for the first time, a mate of ours, and in the group chat the next day, it was if anybody was to walk, have walked past, because it happens in my garage. He's like, if anybody had have walked past that dog's garage yesterday, there's no possible way I would think any of us were friends with each other with the <laughs> language and the name calling that uh, goes on at the Cobra Bowl. It's, um, Most of it directed at me. 
yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know, you get a touchdown and you see blokes get up and get in the other bloke's face and start calling them names. Yeah, it's, it's it's normally always a fuck you, you sober prick, rifty, fucking have a drink, why don't you? You're a cheat. <laughs> that that type of that type of stuff. Oh, well, then uh, we've got a mate stu- that tries to exploit the rules and it's a constant fucking hell bear trap. Pull your fucking head and you start fucking cheating, your piece of your, your C word, and it's a it does make you wonder how we're friends. No, the funny thing is, we're right there, but our game. So, for my really close group of friends, the game, we literally shake hands before we start the game, saying that we're not friends until this game is over. And that is over the game of Uno, the card game. <laughs> we've yeah. thrown cards. We've we've gone a little bit into some physical altercations. We've said every profanity in the book, every insult that you've never even heard of, we've come up with. Uh, it also doesn't help when what we do to mix things up. We make three of our own draw cards. So, like, we have a plus six, plus eight, and plus ten. And um, it's, it's a dangerous game, I'll tell you. You never play the worst game of Uno unless you're playing with us because – all right, all right. I, like I, you guys were talking about, I've friends. got a question for you because yeah, can you stack the draw twos? Yes, yes, you can do, stack any. You can they, stack draw twos stack? and you can stack the wild cards. You always stack, always stack. All right. What about you? Wait, are are you stacking? No, 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 I'm just there's some family arguments that have happened. You know, like, you stack. Yeah. You stack that son of a bitch. I mean, I know the Uno, the company itself has said no, you don't stack your draw. Fuck that. i bought your game i played the way i want to play your damn game ain't no way you can tell us but also we do to be uh, fair we have to go over the rules sometimes we have different friends from outside the group play so we have to go over the rules with them we actually do have a unified set of uno rules uh written down so (laughs) take that as you will we're we're not serious about uno (laughs) we we uh we like to have our you know family games nice got a decent yeah. sized family we uno is one of the ones that gets uh, gets played every now and then and one of the rules we decided to add in was i think it was a number seven card so anytime someone put down a number seven card they could then choose to switch hands with any oh, person yeah, that's a fun one so we we threw that rule in and, and um there was a few hearts broken that day when uh <laughs> yeah they've got hand of 15 cards and they take one you know person's one card mm. that's how you break tables right there <laughs> yeah but um what, what what are you looking forward to now now that we've seen some pracky matches and stuff happening for the for the afl and uh you know preseason is is almost here what, what are you looking forward to see um you know i know gws have lost a couple of players there and um yeah. You know, Donnie with the, uh, the cats up there. What, what what are you looking forward to? Take it away, Donnie. I want to hear what you guys say about this one. Oh boy. Well, for me, there's there's so many there's so many questions going into this Sydney Swan season. It's is Buddy going to be is Buddy going to be fit to be able to play this year? How will the young Swans respond from a, a kind of a, an abysmal year? How does our draft classes comes in? Um, the last practice, the, they had a practice match this morning, and um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. It was on the Swans app, but I was watching the Richmond Geelong game for the AFLW because I wanted to be sure I was ready for my review show. Um, I'm 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 excited. I'm not gonna get my hopes up massively. I, I think they're gonna 
I don't think they're going to be 14th. I think they'll move up a little bit on the ladder, but it's this year's just going to be kind of crazy because so many of the teams in the eight got better. So many teams just out of the eight got better. Like I think a lot of teams in this year's AFL got better. I mean, Western Western Bulldogs bring in Trelore. They bring in Jamar Yugo Hagen at the draft picks. It's like, I think Western is the team that scares me the most just because of, of, of how much they have on paper. Now, will it translate to the field? We'll see. Um, your boys rifty the the carlton i'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing them because you add two of the fastest guys in the entire league onto their their team that was already just outside the finals um they're going to be scary um with ross's gws in my opinion is how do they bounce back from losing a lot of key pieces from teams that have made the finals this year is is this a gws that's starting a rebuild we'll, we'll definitely have to see does richmond don't say the r back? word around me donnie don't say the r word <laughs> my broncos my a's my sharks have said that r word enough in the last three years oh hey, well I don't know. Maybe it's you, sir. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, no. Actually, pro- I'm, I'm just cursed. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am well. No, I'll take the responsibility. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the biggest the biggest storyline I have is is just how will the crazy off seasons for Richmond, calling, Richmond and Collingwood affect their teams this year? I mean, Collingwood has the had the off season from absolute hell. I mean, <laughs> From from everything going from everything going on with the fire sale to Eddie McGuire's whole thing to the issues with Harry Lumumba with Lumumba, so it's just like, how does how does their group respond? How do they do it? Does Richmond respond now? Will there will there be any issues with their head coach after all of the? batshit craziness that happened with with Damian Hardwick and him leaving Mrs. Hardwick and all that. So I just I always have to laugh about that that he always brought Is it her still up. Mrs. Hardwick? No, not anymore, I don't think. <laughs> I don't I don't dive into that too much. So for me there's just there's just so much intrigue. Like I think this season's gonna be interesting in the fact that the Victoria the Victoria's already said they're hoping to get at least fifty percent um fan bases into each of the stadiums this year which mcg that's fifty thousand, so that's that's a pretty good amount so but we'll just have to see we'll have to see how the western how the western australian premier handles this whole thing will they have to hub the western australian teams we'll have to see so there's there's a lot of intrigue i think this year could be quite quite interesting what about you ross I'm looking forward to more disappointment because for any professional team that I follow, that's all that there is. Uh, I, uh, GWS specifically, I want to see if they're able to, I mean, lost a couple of veteran pieces. It's a really young GWS team is what they have going on right now. They're really trying to build that young core. So I'm, I'm okay with this. I wasn't expecting to, to like this team and have them immediately go to the, to the grand final. Uh, it, it's kind of, it was last season was frustrating because they were in a good spot. You know, they win big, then they lose big, then they win big, then they lose big, and then they end the season losing a couple big ones. Uh, and then uh, let's not talk about what happened with Adelaide uh, because that was just yeah. Don't don't laugh at me, Donnie. Don't laugh. I'm not oh, laughing I, at you. I'm laughing at the situation. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep telling yourself that. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was rough. It it really was rough. So. I just want to see if they're able to, to play consistent footy, uh, it, it, whether it be consistently bad or consistently good or consistently meh. I, I just want to 
I want to know what to, at least somewhat what to expect and why, why I watch them. I don't want to turn on the game. Hey, they blew out this team uh, last round. Let's see what they do this week and just have them to get absolutely obliterated. It makes me, man, why can't I just been a Geelong fan? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, I, I chose this team. I bought the half for the team. I'm staying with the team because I'm not going to switch it up just after half a season of watching footy. Because once this team finally wins a premiership, then I'll be like, ha, told you guys so. Uh, the only problem is this is going to be about 20 years, maybe, at uh, 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 the, the, the earliest uh, down the road. So we'll see. Personally, though, my biggest thing is uh, something me and Donnie uh, touched on and made fun of. I just want to see how bad this whole still on mark rule bites the AFL in the butt because, hey, we had lower scoring. So let's put this still on mark rule, maybe have a little more scoring. Oh wait, no! Now the guy that's in front of uh, in front of the guys is just useless. He can't move lateral. Otherwise, it's a fifty meter penalty. It's one of the dumbest rules I've ever seen in professional sports. We've already seen it. It was so what? Essendon, I believe, it was Essendon scrimmage. Uh, Essendon team scrimmage. They're showing that rule, and it's just the dumbest thing. It's just the dumbest thing. It's I just don't understand it. Uh, it we I we hope don't actually have enough time in this podcast for me to express my opinion <laughs> on that rule. Just your facial expression hours, hasn't said I that. Could, I, I said it on Twitter, right? It was a yep. it's the new rule. I looked, watched it. Okay. Where's the 50? Watched it again. Where's Ended up watching it three or four times. Could not could not work out where it was. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'll look at the fucking replies to the tweet. Look at it. Okay, that's what they're going. Go back and look at it. I'm just like, you have got to be fucking shitting me. It's so stupid. It is. It makes no sense. And the problem oh. is now is that me and Rifty had the discussion about it the other night when we were chatting. And the issue is is that the, the player that has the ball is somehow now allowed to take a step left or right, which there takes you off the mark. So mm-hmm. now the umpire has to watch not only does the player move, but at the same time has to watch if the man on the mark moves. So they're now trying to determine who moves first. So if you're watching the man on the mark and you only see him move, you have then not seen the player take a step off the mark with the ball. It's almost going to become like a... It's just fucking stupid. It's (laughs) going to become like the offsides where, you know, where the the linemen are pointing at each other. No, he jumped first. Mm -hmm. No, you were offsides. Mm -hmm. And they're all just pointing at each other. It's going to be a bit like that, isn't it? They're going to... Uh, throw the flag, watch the replay. Oh, okay, now nah, he jumped first. He, he stepped over the mark first. Or I really think the biggest loser here has to be the officials because if they're not getting ripped apart already by some of the rules in, in, in this sport, they're going to get ripped to shreds by this. And it's not their fault. They're not the ones that are making these rules. They're the ones that just have to enforce these stupid rules. And, and to be honest, for, for some of the officiating, most of the officiating I watched this song talk about the whole free roll Carlton kind of debacle because that was one of the biggest talking points I have last season. That was a whole lot of fun to try to – because I, I didn't understand it completely. Then I was trying to read into it. And I'm like every every sentence the more I read about that, like, oh, this is really bad. Uh, this is really damn bad. But uh, most of the officiating I've seen, especially compared to American sports, has been – it's been pretty solid, or at least more consistent than than anything. Um, but I, I I feel bad for them because they're in a, a it's a lose lose situation for these officials. And uh, either they're going to get ripped to shreds from the fans or from the players. 
or hell, maybe in the league just might use him as your scapegoat to, to, to make up for making a bad rule. So poor guys, maybe they get a little bit of a pay raise for this. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> like uh, a- unfortunate thing I had to uh, break the news to our players on Wednesday night is that that rules trickled down to our league. So, Oh, you're kidding. No. So unfortunately, uh, Ed Dog's expression, when you mentioned that, that uh, rule was not just out of frustration of having to watch that rule. It's the fact that we have to play under that rule. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I completely forgot about that rule. I completely forgot that they've brought yeah, that so... stupid piece of fucking shit in. Local <laughs> footy where you have umpires that... Some umpires think they're fucking AFL umpires and will pay it. And then you have some umpires that are just there because they want to help people out. It's just... Oh, fuck! I hate the AFL sometimes. <laughs> well, and it, and it's like and it's like I said in our preview show. I, I I said that these guys already take enough crap as it is because last year the, the giant debacle was the huge change in the middle of the season of the holding the ball rule just because mm-hmm. Alistair Clarkson says something about the AFL's holding the ball rule. And all of a sudden it was like the AFL went, Oh my God, Clarko said something. We must do it. We must do it. And it just, all it did was screw up what was already an inconsistently called holding the ball because I, I, and it's one of those I know in the laws it says it's it's a judgment call. Does the referee deem that the, that the man had proper time to dispose of the footy? And for each and every person, it's different. And I understand that. But when from week to week you had no absolute fucking clue what the hell holding the ball was, because one game you'd watch it and a guy would get wrapped up for a second. Holding the footy, holding the footy. He had a shot. And then the next game, a guy gets tackled, spun around 360, holding the ball the entire time, three teammates around him. And then he finally gets rid of it and it's perfectly fine. But then the next game, the same thing happens. And halfway, 180 through the turn, he gets called for holding the footy. It's like, oh my God, make make up your mind, at least give a little bit more context to this, fix that rule before you start f***ing with others, because that's really, really annoying. I think one of the things we could, all of us here can agree on that if, if the least, if it's a bad rule, at least consistently call the rule the same way. Uh, Mm. If it's a great rule, be consistent with it. If it's a bad rule, like I said, be consistent with it. If it's just an ant rule, be consistent with it. I at least want to know what the hell to expect. If I'm going to get screwed over, I want to expect I'm going to get screwed over. I don't want to just do it by surprise. <laughs> uh, like, it, like, come on, take me to dinner first, man. Don't just surprise me with it. Yeah, it is one of the hardest ex- aspects of the Aussie game is uh, the rules have a lot of gray area in them. And, you know, that like Donnie says, it's it's not that the rules getting changed. It's they say to the umpires, the interpretation of it is different now. We want you to be harsher on this, or you, you know, we want you to focus on this now. So, you know, there there'll be that uh, the five meter protected zone was a talk, you know, was something they wanted focused on. So, a bloke was seven meters, and they not nah, he went in the protected. So that's it, fifty meter and shit like that. It's. It is a bit of a problem with the game that we have too much gray area in our um, our rules, and you know we don't want to stop the game to replay everything. And you know they then started introducing goal replays, and almost seems like every second goal now they want to do a replay to see if it was touched or not or whatever. Did his pinky finger move and all that crap? And it's 
you know, stuff that used to be, it was exciting. You kicked a goal, it went straight back to the middle and we, we got on with it. Now it's, it's taken away from the, what the spectacle is supposed to be and that's playing the game of footy. Did not get me started on a video review. <laughs> As a very, very uh, big soccer fan, it is the, it's the fucking worst thing that's ever happened in the game of any sport is video well, video adjudication. You, you, one of the greatest things I love about soccer is your jubilation when a goal is scored. You fucking you get excited, you throw your beer in the air, and then you stand there for two minutes waiting because all of a sudden a bloke might be fucking a toenail offside, and then now we're going to take that goal off him because you, there's, you know, because technology says that he's offside by a set of toenail, and it's just, it ruins it's ruined the game. I, I I'll, let me go real quickly here, and I completely agree with you, at Dog. But I think the biggest issue is is that with you being an EPL fan, I think the EPL umpire uh, uh, refereeing there is kind of more of the problem with VAR than than with most. Because if you actually go to other countries, it's not so infinitesimally ish an issue. Again, well, let's not get into that <laughs> argument. But I think, but, but you, I think when they brought in, the, you should say the A League. It makes the EPL look world class. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much no but it's like when they brought when they brought in arc i think they only brought it in for touches on the line i don't think they were thinking that they would open up the can of worms of was it touched off the boot at the 50 with 50 meters away and the referee didn't see it so now we're trying to slow down camera angles as much as possible to be able to see if any digit on his hand moved to be able to call it and i'm like i'm almost at that point i agree with what one person said it was like unless it's fully smothered let the goal stand i mean it, it's you're not going to be able to tell i mean unless you're actually zooming in on it let the goal stand and move on but i, I don't know and the, the biggest problem with the afl video review system is when it was brought in wasn't enough cameras but then mm -hmm. the camera angles and how many cameras they have changes from game to game so you might you friday night blockbuster you're going to have all the camera angles there but then you go to a saturday afternoon um, Gold Coast versus GWS, which is going to be a low marketing game. You know, they've got they, all the angles aren't there unless you can have it all the same around the ground, every ground. It's it's unfair because you know a game could two games could be determined off the same thing, but because of the camera angles they've got, one might be given a goal, one's behind, it changes completely everything. Where them two games, other venues at other times, the results would the results would then change other way around. Completely agree with that. Anyway, I think that's enough uh, ranting on my end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm always game beautiful. for a good rant. I'm always game for a good rant. Also, you know. <laughs> you ever need one, might get us on. I'm more than happy to get on a lot of rants. <laughs> oh, I got I got a couple of my guys that are really good with, with ranting on, on a couple of my shows. It's uh, I'm also, personally, I, I get a good rant in from time to time. I love a good soapbox. Uh you know, so it, it's always fun, you know, you know, podcasting, uh, you know, talk shows and stuff like that. Sometimes you got to get a little something off your chest, you know. You really feel something. You got to soapbox for a little bit. Just say it all out. That's it. That dog loves a good rant, and you're just lucky he's not 10 beers deep when he's having the rant because oh. those ones can go on for a while. And, um, Glorious. And they're a little less say, coherent. They go than, on up when I'm on the water. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just going on a good five-minute rant here. I'm pouring. I haven't even had a beer yet. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait till later. We'll get the, the others. But um, I suppose we better get uh, start wrapping it up. But 
you do uh you do talk a fair bit about mma and you've mentioned mma a few times there ross um sir? there's some big big fights coming up over the next couple of weeks yes, uh, sir. got got any got any picks you want to share with us or predictions of my uh, my big thing is for UFC 259 taking place on March 6 at UFC uh, in the at the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas. Oh, man, it on paper this is one of the most loaded MMA cards of all time, especially the main card. I mean, you got former bantamweight champion um, um, Dominic Cruz on the prelims, not even on the main card, but the three best. Uh, there's four champions. Three title fights. You got the bantamweights, Pyotr Jan, an absolute murderer from Russia against the guy, Aljamain Sterling, who's been in this division for a while. Fantastic wrestler. Um, he's finally getting his chance, first title shot. And, and so that's going to be a, a battle. Then you got, uh, in the coming event, you got Amanda Nunes, uh, women's featherweight and, and um, flyweight champion of the aura, and bantamweight champion of the world, the greatest women's fighter of all time, taking on Megan Anderson, who's actually... I believe she's, I believe she's Australian. Actually, Aussie, um, yep, yep. Yeah, she's she she's over, Yeah, so I'm sure you guys got some skin in the game. Going to be rooting for her. Unfortunately, she's probably just going to run to a bus high. Uh, but on the on the point one percent chance she wins, then that's going that'd be remarkable. Um, and then yeah. of course the main event. I mean. I, I know he's technically he's Auckland, New Zealand, but he's still from your neck of the of the world at least. So you have Israel Adesanya undefeated, um, nineteen. Uh, sorry, I'm forgetting if he's nineteen or twenty and zero, but um, undefeated fighter. He's fighting from the middleweight champion, fighting the light heavyweight champion Jan Blachowicz from Poland, and this is a fight that I honestly have no idea what's going to happen because it's two really different styles. Um, it's a big clash. Jan Blachowicz is a big dude. Israel and Estonia, lanky, but not as big. I guess uh, you say picks. I'm just going to go with the one that all – it sounds boring and, and, and likely won't happen. Uh, but I'm saying that all three champions are going to successfully defend their belts. Then later that month, I mean, you have a huge rematch between Stipe Miocic, the, heavy, the defending heavyweight champion of the world, against Francis Ngannou, who's – um, I believe his last four or five fights have gone a combined four minutes. Scariest man on the planet. <laughs> Scariest freak, man right? on the planet. He is just a physical specimen. And, you know, Stipe is one of those guys that just very nonchalant. He just doesn't, you know, he, he's sort of like the bloke you wouldn't pick as a fighter. You know, he looks like an, an a, you know, a, strong guy man you you want to go this is the baddest man on the planet this is the world heavyweight champion and that you're looking at and the guy that's defended the heavyweight belt most times in ufc history yeah yeah some good fights to look forward to all right multi them up who we going with with uh on 259 what are your picks 259 uh i'm going with for the champion fight uh i I can get the rest of the main card pulled up for you fellas but the champions is so Jan, Jan. I'm going Jan. I'm going Jan Blahovich's underdog. I'm going Peter Amanda Jan. Nunes, and I am going to go with Piotr Jan because that dude is is a scary guy. He only murdered. He actually murdered Jose Aldo inside the octagon. The legend. 
um, a, a fight that actually is the first one on the main card that a lot of people should be looking forward to is actually going to be uh, the light heavyweights, Tiago Santos, uh, former light heavyweight um, title um, challenger, almost beat the the greatest light heavyweight of all time, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, took John Jones' split decision when both of his knees were totally torn and he's on the shelf for 12 months after that and he's taking on alexander ratchik um a, a guy that actually recently broke into the ufc had a huge debut win last year um in 2020 so that's gonna be a hell of a scrap they also have islam uh makachev against drew dober in the lightweight division and that lightweight division is just absolutely stacked i'm taking tiago santos drew dober piotr jan amanda nudes jan blahovich that's my main card right there uh, they're the they're the picks. Lock them in. Lock them in. Hey, uh, you're looking at the man up. that 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 said both. Uh, I had, the whole time I was saying it, I was saying uh, um, Dustin Poirier is going to knock out Conor McGregor, and the Conor McGregor was a decent uh, favor in that one. Then the most recent one, I it was uh, Curse in UFC Vegas 19 from last Saturday. Uh, it was it was Curtis Blades, number two ranked heavyweight uh, fighter in the world, against number four ranked Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. A plus 350 underdog. That's the biggest. Um, and he won that fight in the second round. I had him. And that's the biggest underdog win in a main event in UFC Fight Night history. There you have it. All right. Get on to his Listen picks, to me, mate. man. Listen, got, I'll make you some money. Make, make money. I have no clue <laughs> what a plus 350 means because we don't, so, we don't uh, have so like that. I'm trying to that. give you that. So if you bet, so if he's a plus 350 underdog, you bet $100 on him. You will win three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, so he's paying three dollars fifty. Yeah, that's all you got to say. That's how we speak uh, well, over here. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm American, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not versus up. I've I've gone. Maca's down, uh, and, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I can say oi. I can I can say the c word all I want. Uh, I know. Um, so I'm real. I'm versed in that part of the of the Aussie language. <laughs> I'm sure your parents. Uh, d- and too happy with the C word getting thrown around there. They don't hear it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't know won't hurt them. No, well, it's an Aussie staple in our language. But um, now, thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, we do really appreciate the time and having a good chat with you guys. Um, good luck with both of your podcasts, and uh, hopefully, Donnie, you get a some sort of season going up there for the Des Moines Roosters, and you get to to coach the guys out there. Um, and yeah, best of luck with everything. Hey, I, I, I do appreciate awesome. you having us on. Yeah, Donnie, sorry, Donnie. <laughs> yeah. nah, you're good. Yeah. Oh, wait, who's good? <laughs> Which are you good? As I'm good, you keep talking, or you're good? I'm keep talking. All right, whatever. Screw it. I'm just going to keep talking. Thank you, Phyllis. Uh, it, it's always a blast talking with talking with you guys. Uh, uh over there from the land down under. So, uh, it, it's really been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate you um, letting me come on, talk about my show. You know, for all you footy guys, thefourthandlong.com slash AFL. Check out Donnie Hess's stuff because uh, we he um, published all of his stuff. And he's really been killing it with that. And then, like I said, that whole um, who's the best fans, uh, who's the best footy fans in the world, go check out the YouTube and uh, make sure to like and, uh, and view that video because uh, it's serious. If you don't do it, you're just not a good fan. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, we we kind of Freya up near the top. That's just that's disgraceful. So we've got to get more people under that. But, yeah, thanks, Donnie, as well, for joining us, mate. Um, anything you want to shout out before we go? 
Uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm good. It's always always good to talk to you guys. Um, not always every time I get to talk to Aussies. And in fact, I'm, I'm slowly starting to get into cricket. I, mean, I got to ask you guys out, off mic what you guys think of the T20 disaster. It's the last two couple of days against New Zealand. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm not a big fan <laughs> nah. of T20. So I got no I'm news, a, mate. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a test mate, test match boy. Give me five days and T20. I just really, yeah. I've got too many other sports I need to try and keep track of over than 2020. But now, as uh, Richard said, fellas, thanks for joining us. We uh, we do appreciate you guys having you guys on, and I'm sure uh, during the season we'll catch up again and talk talk footy. And it's, it's always good to have conversations like this where we're just shooting the shit and no real, uh, you know, it goes where it goes and plenty of rants and. Everything like that. Uh, there's always going to be a rant with you on the show, I'm sure. Or I mean, honestly, with maybe any of us four, there's always going to be a good <laughs> rant. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would definitely agree with that. I, I, in fact, I actually started my own podcast with a buddy of mine who actually play, who actually I coach up here in Des Moines. I call it's called Coach Hess's Sports Corner that I just recently started up, where I kind of talk about some of the things that that Ross's podcast doesn't talk. I talk college basketball, college football. NHL and we also talk uh, European soccer so occasionally we hop on to Arsenal which uh, I know at dog uh, had a lot of fun when I texted when I, I instant messaged him about Arsenal finding a way to pull out one against Benfica this weekend if you ever need anybody in the chat about uh, Arsenal and the issues <laughs> that we've got more than happy to uh, jump on and Just make sure you got a good couple of hours <laughs> there'll be but some no, rants don't you yeah, worry about that no thanks no, i can talk me. arsenal if we mean guns that's that's about it <laughs> he's, he's talking about an english premier league team oh there's no fun in that let's talk a real arsenal <laughs> all right fellas, i've got to, i've got to make a move so um yes, sir yeah, thank you for joining us again um yeah I'll, i'm sure we'll be in contact and chat again very very shortly um but yeah, no, I've, I've actually got to, got to get going. So. <laughs> hey, Al, always a pleasure, fellas. Uh, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Coppercast with the President VP. Uh, if you want to go check out the social media and follow along with all the other clubs that we've spoken to and follow along with our journey, you can head on over to Facebook. You're going to yeah, head over to Facebook and Follow the Sandown Cobras uh, Football Netball Club for all the previous catalogue videos. Um, Instagram at Sandown Cobras FNC, at Twitter uh, at Sandown Cobras. Or you can follow the CobraCast page. Uh, that's at Instagram and Facebook at the CobraCast Press VP. So all one word. And you can subscribe to wherever you get your, your podcast. Just search the CobraCast for the present VP. Lovely. And uh, make sure you subscribe and leave a, you know, give us five stars, mate. Bump yeah, us up yeah. in the world. We're making waves in Germany, apparently. So uh, let's make waves all around the world. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.